Hello, and welcome to Think Again. I'm Denise St. Ivany. Joining me today is Bill Roach, Head of Trading for the U.S. Municipal Fixed Income Team at Macquarie Asset Management. Bill, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. And from the whole Muni team, thanks for shining the spotlight on us. We need to hear from you now, um, because again, uh, across the board, it seems like all markets have been challenging. Yeah, and unis have really been nowhere to hide in, in fixed income. That's that's definitely been the case. Um, and happy to talk a little bit more about it today. Well, I know you and the team do hold a view that says there may be long-term opportunity presenting itself right now in the municipal markets amid all these challenges. So I'd love to get your perspective to help investors and advisors um, on the current environment. Yeah, I think we this year has been really obviously a rate-driven environment where all eyes have been on interest rates going higher and, and likely going higher from here. Um, and that's had different impacts to different asset classes. And in munis, what that's meant is that we've seen an outflow cycle in mutual funds. It's not to be um, not, not a real large surprise, I guess, with the large movement interest rates and other asset classes have seen outflows. But in the municipal market, as, as a lot of your listeners probably know, depending on how you measure it w- with what kind of investment vehicles, 75 to 80% of our market is owned directly by retail. And those outflows have been really drastic this year, which has really put a lot of downward pressure on munis and maybe maybe even a little bit more so than some other fixed pockets of fixed income. Um, yeah, I think munis have gone pretty far, um, you know, maybe overshot and certainly happy to talk a little bit more about that as we get a little deeper into it. Uh, interesting comment you made there about who owns municipals. Uh, do you think everybody recognizes that that uh, that the retail investor is the highest percentage owner in such a drastic way? Yeah, you know, I think, look, the, the reality is people buy communities for their tax exempt nature, and it's most impactful for those individuals in higher tax brackets. And certainly after corporate tax cuts in 2017, that's left the individual being a more natural buyer. But it's always been the case that munis are a little bit more of a retail-related asset class. I think what's a little different in this cycle is that the attention that's been put on interest rates, inflation, and the amount of um, press that it's getting has led more retail investor attention. Um, and that's not necessarily just unique to munis. It's just munis do have that really large representation of retail. And um, I think the overreaction maybe has been, and the focus has been a little bit more um, emphasized this time around. Um, and, I, and I'm not sure everybody really does know. It. I think that a lot of people do recognize it's a retail asset class and they're the largest holder. I'm not sure. Um, a lot of people realize maybe how much more concentrated it's become um, in more recent years. Sure. But it makes sense that this is the asset class that retail people would buy because it's most suitable. So so that does make sense, certainly. Well, um, you know, you talk about the uh, the changes in yields um, and, you know, and maybe there's other points to talk about this, but certainly clients in years past were complaining that they didn't have options to turn to to get the yield that they were wanting. So now the yields are higher. Is that part of the opportunity? That's certainly part of the opportunity. I think our view is that while it's been a really painful year for munis and it's lasted really a lot longer than than any other outflow cycle um, at this point being longer than the taper tantrum, which is our previous large previous largest outflow cycle, um, it's become an opportunity and, and really for those who have been patient, it, I mentioned it's been a painful year. For those who have been invested, it's been a painful year. Um, and certainly we think that this little episode in volatility is is a little bit of a, a reprieve from the lower for longer interest rate environment that we found ourselves in that you pointed out for, for really the better part of the last decade. Um, and there's a couple, a couple aspects to that. We think 
being able to reset yields at higher levels is a really huge opportunity, um, either whether you're doing it through tax loss swaps on a fund basis as a financial advisor, or you're doing it on a bond for bond basis within you know, our, our portfolios, um, being able to ratchet up that income that you're distributing on a tax exempt basis is really powerful in the muni market, particularly where that income is where you're getting the tax exemption from. So if you can reset the level at which you're earning your income on, you're also enhancing your own um, sort of tax exempt stream of income. So I think that's one powerful way to do it is to, to reset the yields that you're owning on. Again, that can be done at a bond by bond basis, or it can be even done at a fund level. Um, I think it both makes sense. And at the same time, probably capturing some losses that you can carry forward or set off against other gains. I know um, there's been some talk, not necessarily in the muni bond market, um, or at least here, um, but from other asset classes that the, the level of outflows we've seen and, and the duration of that is maybe triggering some capital gain events. I think banking some losses going forward in an asset class like munis where you haven't had the ability to bank losses um, or really realize any losses for, for really probably the better part of five years, I think. We've eclipsed two different milestones this year in this backup in rates. Um, first, we we reset our AAA rates went higher than they have been since 2018. Um, so the first time since the Tax and Jobs Cuts Act um, kind of created some volatility in our market in 2017-18. But more recently, we saw the highest rates since 2014. Um, so really, we, we've seen higher rates and better opportunities and really the first time to realize losses um, in our market for the first time in in almost 10 years. So I'm hearing you say that you've got the opportunity to, to bank losses. You've got the opportunity to make switches within a portfolio to increase the yield with the uh, new purchases you're making. So it's a, it's a good combination of things to happen for the, um, for the investors that are in the portfolio or considering investing in a new portfolio. Yeah, I think it, it's both. If you have been you know, a patient investor um, and you've stayed stayed invested through the year, you should be seeing a larger income stream coming to you at this point in terms of, of income being distributed by the funds or by your own bonds if you've been switching them around, um, which is a good thing going forward. And I think if you haven't been in the marketplace, uh, our view is that this is an attractive, could be an attractive entry point. Obviously, it depends on, you know, everybody's own unique situation and maybe how many bullets you have to shoot, so to speak, um, when entering the marketplace. But when you're looking at yields that we haven't seen again in the better part of the, the past decade, and in, in some pockets of our market, you're looking at yields that we haven't seen even in a longer time than that, combined with the fact that that we do think the retail fund flows tend to push our market a little bit in an overshoot territory. Um, not saying that we're necessarily all the way there yet, but um, we do think you know it's an attractive setup for munis. And I think kind of the one piece we haven't talked about, and we'd certainly be happy to, to dive into a little bit more is um, the pockets of opportunity in our market. There's certainly been underperforming areas, whether it be the long end of our curve, which is a traditional kind of a place for mutual funds to play of experiencing outflows or triple Bs and lower rated credits. Um, again, a traditional place for mutual funds to play that have been experiencing outflows or different pockets during the year, you know, New York issuance, typical New York city type bellwether issuers have brought a lot of bonds this year. That's pushed those spreads wider, double A healthcare, single A airports. There's little pockets of opportunity that people have leaned on a little bit more for liquidity um, that have really underperformed a little bit more. And um, it's really a result of fund flows, whether it's airports, hospitals that I mentioned, New York city issuers, none of those are any kind of credit driven spread widening. Credit fundamentals in the muni market are really strong still, um, and we we 
believe they will continue to be pretty strong, whether we go into a recession or not for the next 18 months to two years. So the fact that credit spreads have widened and kind of the performance has been driven by the technical, not necessarily the fundamentals, and there's a mismatch there. We're really excited about that as an opportunity to kind of do a little bit of repositioning and invest going forward in, in some of the areas that we think just have are screaming relative value in, in the overall market. So yeah, so you just added on another reason why this market looks so compelling. So you've got you're able to do some some uh, tax loss harvesting. You're able to increase the yield uh, with the new opportunities that are available. And then when you're looking at the prices, you know, and and what's happening with different pockets of credit, you're finding that it's the technicals, not the fundamentals. So there's not not a lot of concern out there for the the issuers. Right. And that's really, I mean, it, that sums it up in a nutshell for, for 2022 so far in munis is that uh, the price action really has been driven by mutual fund outflows um, and, and the overwhelming selling pressure that we've had. Um, not a lot else has changed in the muni market. Taxable supply is really down half and tax exempt supply is basically flat to down 5% year over year. Um, so we're seeing issuers come back in a pretty stable fashion. They're issuing in a pretty similar way. There's not over leverage. Um, we've actually seen great tax collections for two years, um, as well as a lot of federal dollars handed out um, to states, local governments, and other issuers in our market. So we, we've seen pretty good um, financial uh, financial health in our market, From and that's pretty generally speaking across the board for all issuers um, in our market. Certainly states and locals have had, had a great time, and that makes up a large part of our market as well. It's an interesting time. It's a, it's a really interesting time to be an active manager, too, and be able to kind of take advantage and, ha and have the ability and wherewithal to to look at those opportunities and, and affect them in our portfolios where we think it makes sense. Good points. What about, you know, you think about all the headlines that are out there in terms of, you know, inflation and interest rates and what's the Fed going to do? It's still all eyes on the Fed. It's all eyes on economic data. It's all eyes on, you know, is inflation coming down? Is the labor market weakening? What's kind of, uh, where where is the economy leading us? Where is inflation leading us? And what does that all mean with the Fed? And I think for for us, our, our team's view is that um, the Fed's probably going to need to continue going here through the end of the year. Um, but but they are going to run out at some point of, of room and they're going to be forced to, to stop and pause. And um, certainly the hope is that they can pause and kind of land the uh, aircraft carrier onto the postage stamp or yeah, I think that that's really going to be what drives financial markets and munis aren't going to be any exception to that. So to the extent that we continue to see rate volatility and higher rates, um, we're, we're going to continue to see higher higher rates and more volatility in the muni market. Our market is one that we'll see headlines from time to time about, you know, bad borrowers or, or fiscal conditions. I got a question about, you know, how how work from home has impacted city wage tax collections. And, you know, that certainly could be a problem for some cities. I think you know, if you look back over the last two years, you're trending to more back into office and, and the cities have gotten away with not having a lot of people in the office for the first year, albeit with some help from the federal government, but those flow of funds will continue to trickle in. And, you know, I think it's that kind of headline that you might see somebody write about a Meredith Whitney type event like we saw back in 2011, 10 into 11, um, that can cause a little bit of panic. We haven't seen anything like that. So I think that's, that's something, it's more noise and as the sort of the employment situation maybe gives some signs that it's cooling down as inflation maybe comes off some some elevated highs um, through some base effects in the fourth quarter and the first quarter. And then certainly as we move forward into 23, you know, the price of energy, um, 
should create some headwinds, some inflation going higher, if not some tailwind to having it go down faster. But the Fed will be paused and rates will come come off. And we, our team's view, again, is that maybe the curve will continue to invert, that twos, tens will steepen a little bit. And what you'll start to see is the, the longer end of the curve, that tug of war that's been played between inflation and longer term, slower growth expectations will start to get won by the slower growth expectations. And that should anchor the long end of our, our the long end of the treasury curve. And really that's what rates dictate the muni market. A 5% coupon A-rated airport you know, at a discount now on munis is something that didn't even happen in the financial crisis because rates just didn't get that high on a meaningful, you know, a long-term basis. It wasn't really that tradable back then. So just some of those eye-popping numbers that get retail involved um, or get mutual fund flows to slow down um, could certainly create a little bit of positive performance without any kind of major move in treasuries from munis. It's just kind of one of those, you know, I've talked about overshooting. Those are things we look at to see that you've overshot a little bit. And um, we've seen a couple of times this year, whether it be coming out of May or June or into the end of August, we've seen lighter outflows or a little bit lighter supply, a little bit less weight on our market. Munis have snapped back pretty good. And I think we're looking for that to happen again, whether that's because the Fed completes their mission, sends the economy into a recession, or whether or not they get to pause and rates just kind of stabilize and investors come back in to take those great yields. We kind of think that's starting to play out. It's lasted a little bit longer, kind of like everything in COVID. You know, when we got sent home in March of 2020, we thought we'd be back in Memorial Day. And that, then it was going to be the end of the summer and then it was going to be Christmas. And there we were a year and a half later with the office not open. So I think maybe in, you know, in hindsight, everything's taken a little bit longer than, than we thought it would for the last several years. So maybe inflation cooling off a little bit longer makes sense. But um, we think maybe you're starting to get some of the signals in employment cooling, inflation cooling, uh, and the Fed should should get a chance to pause or at least back off a little bit. Yeah, I would agree. It would be nice to see the Fed take a pause so that we could all see how the economy is doing. Um, they may or may not do that. But either way, um, let's kind of recap, if you wouldn't mind, um, why munis? Why now? The Fed will ultimately have to stop. It's a it's a question of when, right? And I mentioned before, for a lot of reasons, we think we're kind of getting um, towards the end of their their tightening cycle, and um, think you know in the next few months could be an interesting opportunity. What we've noticed this year is that you've seen a lot of volatility in between Fed meetings, um, particularly when there's an absence of absence of economic data being released as well. So. Um, the fact that that lines up with a seasonally weak period for munis in September, October could create a little bit more opportunity for us as we go into the fall. But, um, you know, I think really it's the, the misalignment in our market that seems to be going on between price action and the fundamentals of credits um, that have been some of the, the, the larger underperformers. So I think having the right active manager in there um, to be able to be able to take advantage of those opportunities um, and make sure they're affected in the portfolio that, that you have is really important. Um, going into the end of this year and going into 2023. Um, and I think, you know, we've seen a few times already that the bounce back immunities will will likely be vicious. I think we've seen when, whether it be a little lighter supply or, or lighter on the outflows in this given year, um, you know, there's just not enough tax exempt paper and there hasn't been for several years around. I think it's worth noting that while we've had the largest outflow cycle this year, um, you know, three of the last four years were some of the strongest years and in inflows that we've seen in our market ever. So there's still a lot of muni money out there to be put to work. We believe that we will see performance snap back pretty quickly um, when those flows kind of turn or abate. Our feeling is that we're certainly a lot closer to the bottom um, than, than we are at the top. And 
if you have a couple shots left to shoot, this could be a good time, but certainly a little bit of volatility um, going forward could be another good opportunity. And um, again, I think if you're earning at a higher level and you can be patient and you can stay invested, um, it's, it's really a great opportunity to have a good active manager um, taking advantage of the market for you. Well, and we know that there's been a lot of investors have been waiting for these higher rates to come and now they're here. So that gives you a great opportunity just to lock in a higher rate. Well, this whole conversation has been extremely insightful. So thanks for taking the time with us today. And then I'll just remind everybody that for more information about municipal bond investing at Macquarie, we'd um, ask you to visit DelawareFunds.com slash munis. So thanks everybody for listening and please keep an eye out for the next episode of Think Again by Macquarie. This recording is intended for financial professionals and institutional investors only. This is not intended for use with the general public. The views expressed in this podcast represent those of the speaker and are subject to change. Nothing presented should be construed as a recommendation to purchase or sell any security or follow any investment technique or strategy and does not constitute advice, an advertisement, an invitation, a confirmation, an offer or a solicitation to engage in any investment activity or an offer of any banking or financial service. Throughout this presentation, various securities and companies are referenced. Examples given are for illustrative purposes only and were not chosen based on performance. This is not a recommendation to buy or sell any security. Investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. All examples herein are for illustrative purposes only and there can be no assurance that any particular investment objectives will be realized or any investment strategy seeking to achieve such objective will be successful. Past performance is not a reliable indication of future performance. Before acting on any information, you should consider the appropriateness of it with regard to your particular objectives, financial situation and needs, and seek advice. No representation or warranty, expressed or implied, is made as to the accuracy or completeness of the information, opinions, and conclusions presented. In preparing this recording, reliance has been placed without independent verification on the accuracy and the completeness of all information available from external sources. Macquarie Asset Management is the marketing name for the Asset Management Division of Macquarie Group. Investment products and advisory services are distributed and offered by and referred through affiliates, which include Delaware Distributors LP, a registered broker-dealer and member of the Financial Industry Regulatory Authority, and Macquarie Investment Management Business Trust, a Securities and Exchange Commission registered investment advisor. Investment advisory services are provided by a series of Macquarie Investment Management Business Trusts. Other than Macquarie Bank Limited, none of the entities noted in this podcast are authorized deposit-taking institutions for the purposes of the Banking Act of 1959 from the Commonwealth of Australia. The obligations of these entities do not represent deposits or other liabilities of Macquarie Bank Limited. Macquarie Bank Limited does not guarantee or otherwise provide assurance in respect of the obligations of these entities unless noted otherwise.